Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey everyone, this is Chloe Brotheridge. Welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is a podcast designed to help you to be your calmest, most confident and happiest self. And this is episode five. In this episode, I'm talking about hormones, PMS, anxiety and the pill. And this is something that was requested by a number of people. And again, it's one of those topics that I don't think we talk about enough and yet it is something that comes up a lot when I work with clients and I remember a couple of times doing kind of live events and this question coming up so I thought it was really important to talk about it. Now obviously this episode is probably only suitable if you are a woman, if you have a womb, if you have periods. Guys you are very welcome on this podcast but this particular episode is probably not the one for you. Maybe for your partner, Um, if not please listen to one of the other episodes or listen for the next one and apologies I don't mean to leave you out but this is just for the ladies. So I want to talk a little bit about hormones, anxiety, PMS from my own experience and then I'm going to go into a lot of tips and ideas for things you can try to improve the anxiety around hormonal issues and I'll talk a little bit about the pill and again it's going to be my experiences and from a bit of the research that I've done. And I just want to caveat that I am not a medical doctor. Please take everything I say with a good dose of your own common sense and do your own research into this. Don't make any changes without consulting your doctor first. Do your own research into the evidence and um, please be safe with whatever you're doing. So this is a topic very close to my heart, something that I've struggled with a lot in the past, particularly in my teens and early 20s. I remember being so hormonal that I would just sit there and cry. And I remember so clearly my dad just not knowing what to do at all. He would just look at me like there was something wrong with me because I'd be so distraught and so upset and just inconsolable because I was experiencing such bad PMS that I felt like the world was ending, even though Really, there was nothing kind of bad going on in my life. But I really did struggle a lot with those hormonal imbalances that meant I felt really down and I would cry at the drop of a hat. I would get angry and frustrated. I would feel much more anxious in the lead up to my period. And it's only in the last few years, probably the last five years, that I've really managed to get a handle on it and 
employ a lot of different techniques and make some changes so that it doesn't affect me so much now. And probably like a lot of people, I was about 15 or 16 and I went to the doctor about my PMS and my periods because they were so painful and I was really struggling with them. And probably like a lot of people, I was prescribed the contraceptive pill. And this seems to be what doctors give almost everyone, no matter what's wrong with you. And I know that this is generalisation and not all doctors are handing out the pill like candy, but it did seem like from my own experience and from a lot of people that I've spoken to that you go to the doctor and the pill or antidepressants is what you'll often be offered. And I understand that that's because probably there's not a lot else that they can offer in the short amount of time and with the limited budgets that they have. However, for me, the contraceptive pill was not a positive impact in my life. And I think it's a really personal choice and the pill affects all of our bodies differently. But for me, and I tried a number of different pills and I think eventually I did find one that worked for me in the short term, but it made things so much worse. It really affected my mood. I had a lot of ups and downs, a lot more than usual. And I tried a lot of different pills. And for me, the pill made things worse rather than making things better. So you might be in a similar situation where maybe you're on the pill, maybe that was prescribed to help with things like PMS. I know it's a really common thing that will happen. And um, I'll talk a little bit towards the end of this podcast a bit more about the pill and how that can possibly affect us. But I'm going to move on from that topic just for now. I think it's interesting how things like PMS can sometimes get laughed at quite a bit. You know, people will make jokes about, you know, oh, she's in a bad mood because she's got her period, that sort of thing. And actually, I don't think it's very funny because for the people that it really has a negative impact on, it can be really, really extreme in the way that it can affect you. And there's actually something called PMDD, postmenstrual dysphoric disorder, which is a very extreme version of PMS. And it can really put you in a bad way whereby you feel very, very low. You find it hard to you know, live a normal life in those times. And you can Google it if you think that might be the case for you. And you will find a list of the different symptoms that are involved in PMDD. So if you've got really bad PMS and it's causing you anxiety, there is possibly a reason for that. It seems as if before our periods, we actually produce more cortisol. And cortisol is one of the main stress hormones along with adrenaline. And if you have more cortisol in your body, you're going to be more stressed. And if you are prone to anxiety already, having more of that stress hormone is going to exacerbate that anxiety. So that's one reason that you know hormonal levels and hormonal changes could increase your anxiety levels. It also looks as though our hormones also have an impact on our neurotransmitters, namely serotonin, which I talked about in the last podcast. You probably know this, that serotonin is really involved in our happiness. And if we have lower levels of serotonin, it can make us feel more anxious. It can make us feel more down in the dumps. And it's really important that we have enough of that important neuro neurotransmitter. So again, 
at getting your period can mean that that is disrupted and that is potentially lower than at other times of the month. Another thing that I think is important to mention when it comes to anxiety and hormones is that as women, we are cyclic beings. We do not feel the same at all times of the month. Just in the way that nature has seasons, you know, it's winter now, it's going to hopefully be spring any second, I'm praying. And we don't feel the same every day of the month. We have a cycle. And to expect us to be firing on all cylinders every single day of the month is just not in line with how our bodies are designed. We are actually designed to spend part of the month going inwards and taking care of ourselves more and slowing down. And unfortunately, in our modern lives, we're not really able a lot of the time to do that, or we don't necessarily take that into account or give ourselves permission to slow down a bit in those days or the week before your period and take a bit more care of yourself. So that's just one idea to to bear in mind that actually, is there a way for you to slightly adjust your routine or what you're doing on um, different days of the month so that you can take that into account a little bit. So for me, for example, I might not book a load of networking events or speaking gigs or something in the week before my period because I probably just want to be at home and getting early nights. And being self-employed, obviously I'm in that really lucky position that I can change my schedule a bit more and it might not be possible for you but if it is possible for you it might just be worth considering how you could do that and maybe it's about just seeing friends or making sure that you're not having a big night out in the week before your period or something like that so just to bear that in mind. Another thing that I hear a lot from women is how this anxiety and and possibly low mood that is related to their change in their hormones can really affect relationships as well. And I can absolutely relate to this. It's pretty horrendous, actually, in my case. I think probably when I first got together with my boyfriend, we would break up every time I had PMS. Well, I would break up with him or think I wanted to break up with him. And then obviously a few days later, realise that it was just my hormones speaking and, and actually things were fine. And yeah, I'm a bit embarrassed to admit that actually, but that is what happened for ages. You know, it puts it can put a strain on the relationship if one person is really suffering for that amount of time and it seems like there's no rational reason or you just feel so insecure that maybe you're a lot more needy in that time or you feel down and you withdraw. It can really cause us problems in those sorts of ways. So if that's something that is affecting you, my heart's really going out to you and I, I hope some of the things that I'm going to suggest in this podcast will help you. So I want to suggest that if you're not doing this already, that you track your cycle. And I'm often amazed by how few people do this. And it seems kind of second nature to me just because I was in such a desperate state with my own cycle a few years ago that I made a real effort to track it so that I could be aware of those times when I would be feeling a bit more vulnerable or a bit more down in the dumps and... If you know it's coming, you can make allowances for that because you're expecting it. You can take the anxiety or the low mood a little bit less seriously because you know it's just your hormones and you can attribute it to that. And then I think that just allows us to be able to handle it a little bit more easily rather than searching for what the reason might be. We just know, ah, 
you know, it's day 26 of my cycle, I'm feeling anxious, this is just what happens and um, you can do things on that date to take care of yourself a little bit more. So there are lots of different apps out there. The one that I'm aware of is called Clue. I'm pretty sure it's free or maybe it's just a couple of pounds in the app store. You might want to check that out. You're able to track, you know, your cycle, when your period's going to come. You're able to track things like food cravings and bloating and those sorts of things that just help you to be a bit more, feel a bit more in control and to know when to expect those things so that they don't come as a surprise for you. So I'd really recommend doing something like using the app Clue to track your cycle. So I'm going to suggest a few things that may work for you in balancing your hormones or helping you to deal with the anxiety that comes at certain times of the month. And please bear in mind, I'm not a doctor. I did study nutrition at university, so I have some idea about nutritional things, but please obviously do your own research and see what works for you. And I'd always suggest making a note of what you try and what works for you. And I use something called Evernote. It's just a free app that I have on my laptop and it just keeps notes essentially forever. I don't like to put things like this in a notebook because it's difficult to find the notebook maybe in the future if I want to look back at you know what was going on a year ago. So I use something called Evernote and I would just track and keep a note of any changes that I make and how I feel and so that you can refer back to that maybe in a few months time and you can gauge what might be working for you or what isn't working for you. So firstly thinking about how you can take care of yourself more in the week leading up to your period. So maybe it's about going to bed earlier or maybe it's about asking for help more or maybe it's about trying not to book so much stuff in there or just increasing your self-care during that time. And obviously not all those things are available for everyone but it's something to bear in mind. Another thing that is quite important is around trying to regulate your blood sugar levels because what can happen during those times of hormonal change is that our blood sugar levels can drop much more rapidly than at other times of the month. So making sure you eat regularly and this is something that is backed up by quite a bit of science. You'll find this on the NHS website as advice for PMS so it's not Nutribollocks, I think that's the term that's getting used a lot for kind of rubbish nutrition advice. None of this is Nutribollocks, I promise. This you will find on the NHS website. So making sure that you're eating regularly. So don't do a fast, you know, in those days before your period. Make sure you're having snacks. Don't skip meals. Don't go hungry. Don't do any of those things anyway, but particularly not at that time because you just want to keep your blood sugar level steady and you're going to feel hopefully less anxious as a result, hopefully less up and down in terms of your mood as well. Because I don't know if you've ever experienced this, this has definitely been the case for me. If your blood sugar level drops, you might feel weak, you might feel dizzy, you might actually start to feel a bit panicky and it can feel quite a bit like anxiety. So you don't want to be getting to that point. So making sure that you're steadying your blood sugar levels by eating regularly. Another thing that you can do to ensure your blood sugar levels are nice and steady is that you can ensure that you're having some protein with your meals. Because the thing about protein is that it slows down the absorption of sugar into the bloodstream. So if you're having 
for example, spaghetti for your dinner, then you could have some bolognese sauce with it. And that protein is going to make sure that the carbohydrate, the sugars in the spaghetti are going to be released into your blood more steadily than if you just had spaghetti on its own, for example. I love spaghetti. I'm a vegetarian though, so it wouldn't be bolognese. What would I have? Maybe corn. Yeah. Secondly, and again, this has science to back it up, B6 and magnesium, which is often sold as a supplement together for the specific reason that they work together to help to calm your nervous system and to balance your hormones. So it's vitamin B6 and magnesium. And just on the topic of magnesium, something I love to do is to have a warm soak in the bath and to put some Epsom salts in the bath. And Epsom salts basically have a lot of magnesium in them. And magnesium is the relaxation mineral. And we actually absorb it through our skin when we soak in a Epsom salt bath. And it helps your muscles to relax. You might have heard personal trainers or physios, they might suggest soaking in an Epsom salt bath because the relaxation mineral magnesium goes into the muscles and helps you to relax. And it can also be really good for, you know, things like PMS and anxiety relating to that. So definitely recommend an Epsom salt bath. And actually you have to put quite a lot of Epsom salts in your bath to get a benefit. I always put a couple of handfuls. I get these massive bags. It's a huge like five kilo bag of Epsom salts that I just have by the bath and um, put a couple of handfuls in there if I'm having a bath. The next uh, suggestion is a herbal remedy called Agnes Castus. And this is actually in Germany, doctors will recommend Agnes Castus as a treatment for PMS, but it's not necessarily recommended by doctors in the UK. However, please do your own research on this one. You'll find that there is some evidence that it can help to balance our hormones. Do not take Agnes Castus if you are on the contraceptive pill or any kind of hormonal contraception because it has an effect on the pituitary gland in your brain, which controls levels of hormones. So you don't want to mess with your pill because it might not be an effective contraceptive for you if you're taking this herbal remedy. But it's something that has really helped me to reduce my PMS symptoms and to have a more regular cycle as well. Sometimes it's suggested for people who are coming off the pill who want to get their periods back or they want to have a regular cycle and Agnes Castus may be able to do that and it's worth looking into definitely. Another thing that's often suggested in terms of PMS is vitamin D and in fact everyone in the UK needs to take a vitamin D supplement and that is according to the Department of Health because we don't have a lot of sunlight here in the UK. I don't know if you've noticed, but we're not making enough vitamin D from sunlight. And unless you eat loads of oily fish, you're probably not getting a lot of vitamin D from your diet. And particularly if you have dark, darker skin, or you're averse to sitting in the sun, or you wear a lot of sun cream like I do, then you may need a vitamin supplement. It's probably very likely that you need a vitamin D supplement. And actually it's called a vitamin, but vitamin D is a hormone and it affects other hormones in our bodies. And it's thought that 
it could improve our hormonal balance. Another few things that could really help you to balance your hormones, meditation, I probably will talk about this again and again. This is probably one of the things that made the biggest difference for me. A few years ago, I went on a meditation retreat and I know I'm in a very lucky position to be able to do that, but it made a huge, huge impact on me and I have not had PMS in the same way since that retreat because after that I made such a commitment to meditate regularly and it really has been one of the biggest blessings in my life and the best things in my life in terms of how I feel and it has seemed to really reduce the PMS. So that is one recommendation. Exercise as well, again, it's such a simple thing, it's almost too obvious to say, but there is loads of evidence that if you exercise, it can help you to balance your hormones or reduce your stress and therefore you're gonna feel better at various points in your cycle. And then lastly, just a suggestion to release your feelings and that might mean having a big cry if you need to have a big cry. It might mean punching a pillow if you need to punch a pillow. I had a therapy session a good few years ago and as part of the therapy session, I had to punch this pillow. And actually, after I got over the initial weirdness of punching a pillow, it actually feels pretty good. Because if you think about all of that emotion and maybe you get irritated or you feel angry or you feel aggressive or you feel, you know, out of balance amongst that anxiety. Punching a pillow is going to be releasing that stuck energy, those stuck emotions. And it's so much better to get that out than to keep it in and to hold on to that. So even if you feel stupid, even if your housemates think you are bonkers for the sounds you're making in your bedroom as you're aggressively beating up your sofa cushion, it doesn't matter because it's absolutely worth doing. I'd really highly, highly recommend it. So releasing your emotions, whether that means having a cry, punching a pillow, or just giving yourself permission to feel shit. I think sometimes we just need to allow ourselves that space and that time and almost have a level of acceptance that, okay, today I'm going to feel like shit. Hopefully tomorrow is going to be better. Because, and I've, I've spoken about this a lot before, the more we resist how we're feeling, and I definitely used to do this so much, I it was unacceptable for me to be feeling anxious or low or bad. And actually, the more we resist that, the worse it is. And the more we can embrace how we're feeling and just be there for ourselves in those moments where we're feeling really crap, the more comforted we're going to feel. And it's going to make it easier for us to move through those difficult times. So having some acceptance and embracing the shit, I think, can sometimes help us. Okay, so those are my tips on managing PMS anxiety and hopefully balancing your hormones a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about the pill because I had a message specifically about this. So thank you to the person that sent me that on Instagram. There's a really interesting article on the debrief. I'm going to post the link in the show notes by Vicky Spratt, who is an incredible um, writer on the debrief. She's one of the editors there. And there's a hashtag on Twitter and the hashtag is mad about the pill. And in this article, it's talking about a survey that the debrief did of a thousand women into side effects from the pill, which include things like depression and anxiety. 
and the article I mean I'll leave you to read it I definitely recommend reading it if you are on the pill and I don't want to scare you this is not to scare you this is just so that you're aware because it's not something that is talked about enough so many of us are just given the pill spontaneously by doctors whether that's to to help us with PMS or as the go-to contraceptive for a lot of us and yet there does seem to be some evidence that it can in some people and for some pills possibly trigger or worsen depression and anxiety so there was a study from Denmark that found that women taking hormonal contraception were more likely to be prescribed antidepressants than those who were not on basically the pill. So there does seem like there's some evidence that there could be a link. So do your own research on this one, as always. And also, you know your body better than anyone. You will know, and especially if you're doing something like keeping a journal and making a note of how the pill might be affecting you or how you feel before and after going on the pill, you will know better than any doctor or any survey how that affects you. And for loads of people, the pill is going to be perfectly fine for them. And then there will be other people where it isn't. For me, I found that it didn't have a positive effect on my mental health. I've had other friends who seem to be absolutely fine on it. So you really need to listen to yourself and listen to your own body. And I often get asked if I have a recommendation about whether the pill is a good idea if you have anxiety. I'm afraid I can't really make a judgment on that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert on, you know, hormones. I think it's got to be something that you judge personally, case by case, and really do your own research and listen to your own body on that one. If you decide that you don't want to be on the pill, there are other methods of contraceptives available. Condoms, the coil, a lot of people at the moment are talking about natural cycles, the app, natural cycles. Actually, it's something that I use myself and I'm in nowhere affiliated with natural cycles. I would not really recommend it for someone that doesn't have regular periods or, for, or you know, if you're not in a long-term relationship, obviously natural cycles is not going to protect you against STIs. Also, if you're in a position where getting pregnant would be a terrible thing for you, then it's probably not a good idea to be necessarily using something like natural cycles. But again, look into it and check out the evidence and the, the literature out there on that form of contraception. You know, you need to judge it person by person. So I hope this has given you some ideas on things you could try and hopefully some insights into this topic. I'd love it if you would send me a message and let me know what you thought of this podcast because I'd be so interested to hear what comes up out of this. This is not something that I usually talk about and I'm really hoping that it resonates with you and helps you. And if you've got a friend who perhaps needs to listen to this podcast, please do share it with them. Send them a quick text or WhatsApp now and just let them know about this podcast. And I would be so grateful if you would leave me a little review on iTunes because it helps the podcast to get more attention and that would be amazing. If you would like a free relaxation MP3 from me that I made specifically to help you to feel calmer, then you can head over to karma-u.com forward slash free and I will send you this MP3. And any questions or comments, you can contact me on Instagram. I'm Chloe Brotheridge on Instagram or you can send me an email via my website as well. 
So I hope you're doing well today. I'm sending you lots of love. Thanks for listening to the Karma You podcast. And hopefully we can hang out again soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.